welcome to episode two of the Plastic Podcast, where I, Brian Slivka, uh, chat with creative folks from various um, various fields. This episode, I'm going to chat with uh, Lee Burbridge of Big Man Toys. He is a resin artist, artiste, um, who creates a lot of his own um his own artwork but in his spare time he's also a professional wrestler which is um which is very interesting uh coming from an area that professional wrestling was enormous and pretty much a time where you know professional wrestling was was revered um i, I just find uh, his his story very interesting Right now, he is he's based in the United Kingdom, um, and uh, he's he's on his way to Japan, where he's going to set up shop. He's going to be wrestling there, and he's also going to be producing producing figures, producing resin, and uh, we'll see what else he gets into. Um, if you want to check out his his website, it's bigmantoys.blogspot.com. And uh, he's also, if you want to pick up some of his stuff, you can check out bigmantoys.bigcartel.com. But settle in because um, I'm going to be chatting with him for about an hour. Um, luckily, yeah, I probably sound completely sick right now that's what happens when the temperature goes from about 98 degrees down to uh down to 72 but luckily for uh for you the interview was done before all of that happened so uh so settle in and have a listen big man toys is my my main uh toy making thing um and i've got another one i do called pagan toys which is purely kind of barbarian action figure based um my name's lee burbridge but i don't think anyone ever really knows that because whenever i have conversations on facebook people never put two and two together so uh yeah big man toys is, is what i'm known as okay and now you so i'm trying to remember when when i first started seeing a lot of your stuff i mean it's been it feels like it's been years um and it's sort yeah, of i well, remember trigar was that one of your first ones i think that was the first thing i was i was getting i was trying to get put on um toy blogs that was about seven seven or eight years ago i think Okay. 2012, so seven years, yeah. Um, but I think you and I are, are, are two of the very rare Micronauts um, enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. You're, you're into Micronauts, aren't you? Yes. Um, yeah, who also kind of have an interest in the art toy thing. So I, the, the first resin I ever did was um, Acro Zombies, which was a, a, a kit, well, just a mashup of uh, Acroya and uh, the Armoroid parts from the giant Acroya figures. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that, I think that's the first thing I ever cast before I learned how to sculpt at all. Okay. And uh, I released those. I made like 10 because it, it was so hard to do because I didn't know what I was doing. I know you've yeah. done, you've done um, a bunch of like kit bashing with, um, with Masters of the Universe figures. Is that right? Yeah. In, in the beginning, I mean, I tried to kind of, um, when, I, when I started, I did, uh, I did, I did that, 
series. I mean, you might have seen them. They were they were kind of anatomically correct mm-hmm. uh, masters of the universe <laughs> um, called called Battle Gaze, uh, spelt G A Z E. Um, yeah. And I just thought, you know, I had I got my first pressure pot and, and thought, well, I want to make something that I would never have seen um, otherwise. So I just decided to do that and kind of made toys for my friends to give to them, to, you know, to make them laugh and. That was that was kind of the start of my Motu casting, um, but since then I've kind of gone on. So everything I do now is completely sculpted from zero. Um, so Pagan Toys is uh, a buck I made. I sculpted digitally and then um, made a waxed copy and sculpted into the wax copy and then uh, did, did the resin finals. But yeah, in the beginning, I think like everyone, I you know I was playing with kit bashing and just kind of enjoying it as a hobby and kind of getting surprised that it was actually selling at all and decided to you know get a bit more serious and start sculpting a bit. <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw. Uh, are you also doing uh, like three D print uh, figures? I think was there Shapeways? Did you have something on Shapeways? Yeah, um, that started about. I started getting quite good at ZBrush in about twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I started sculpting my Puppet Master inspired minifigures. Um, because originally they were gonna, they were they were something I always planned, and for years I was kind of looking at muscle figures and thinking how I could take parts and kit bash them. And um, the more I played with ZBrush, the more I thought I might as well just you know do the whole thing from scratch myself. Um, so yeah, 2015 I started getting pretty good at ZBrush, and um, also getting busier with day jobs. So I uh, to kind of help make sure I was getting toys out there, even even though I wasn't making a lot of money from it, I I would make um, resin versions and Shapeways versions for my Shapeways store. So that if I'm too busy to work in in the studio and cast anything, at least people can buy a plastic version from them. So uh, yeah, the Shapeway stores is pr- pretty nicely stocked now. Um, still still doing surprisingly well considering people are still kind of quite um, reluctant to purchase 3D printed stuff, and you know it's difficult to get them to find it and point them in the right direction I, st- I still get people messaging me all the time saying how do i buy stuff in the shapeway shop and it's like well it's, it's not me making it so just just go to check out and they'll handle it but, um yeah yeah 2015 i started doing the shapeways thing okay uh, so what do you, i'm just trying to trying to picture what the how how different those two processes are you know like one you're 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 actually sculpting hands-on sculpting and the other is i'm guessing like completely digital um you know creating like the 3d files uh for for those um mm-hmm. which one, is there one that you prefer um just just for pure because because the thing is at the moment i had to move i had to leave my studio about six months ago um so the less space i can use while i'm staying at this temporary place the better so so for that reason um i really like working on my laptop just because uh, you know the same reason i think anyone would is you can it's, it's all in there on the hard drive you don't have to have boxes of stuff everywhere and pots and you know keep going back to the oven to bake clay or melt down wax or you know that kind of thing so for, so for that reason i do really like digital but then again i spent um 
I've spent three weeks this year in, uh, or two weeks in Goodleg Toys' studios um, in, in Berlin. And then they moved down south to the south of Germany. And uh, yeah, we were just working with Plumber's Putty and, and Clay and Wire down there. And uh, that, was, that was pretty nice too, but only because he had the space. So yeah, I think in terms of pure kind of, you know, feeling my creative flow happening, if I had all the money and space in the world, I'd do it all by hand. But um, purely, purely for the sake of practicality, digital's digital's the one for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, uh, I read um, you had like a, a really good blog post. Um, it was probably I think it was the last one that you had posted, probably from you know, two or three weeks ago. That was sort of, I guess, you, just your take on uh, the the resin scene as it is now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I guess I'd sort of like to, to talk about that. Um, you know, I, I just I read it. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this it's it's very insightful. And I'll uh, when I post this, I'll post a, a link up to it because I think that, you know, I mean, a, a lot of the sort of the the what I have seen over the years um, have has been, you know, sort of uh, this transition from, okay, everything's like produced. um, And then all of a sudden the bottom just dropped out of the the toy designer toy market and everyone started doing resin, uh, which was, which was great. Um, Yeah. But now you have it there. It's, I mean, it seems like a lot of derivative, uh, there's a, there's a lot of people doing the same thing. Um, and you know, it, it's, yeah, it's not, not much originality I'd say. Um, no, but I, that, no, I mean, that's, no. what I, Go ahead. that's what I, oh, that's what I sort of, uh, was interested of in, uh, about your, your blog post I thought was great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's, um, you know, for, for me, I mean, I, I feel like I'm in a kind of an odd position here because in, in the UK, most of my friends have kind of, uh, you know, kind of jumped up and made it to mass production or they're doing vinyl or, you know, they're working with, with, with some, someone to do production. So it's, it's not really the kind of the, the starving artist hand to mouth, um, survival mission of making resin toys for a living is, isn't, you know it's not it's not quite the same here like everyone who kind of makes it here is is quite original and i think english art in general or english pop culture art tends to be a little bit kind of more um kooky and sweet and less violent mm-hmm. um you know so like all my friends like i'm friends with most most of the guys because there's, there's not many of us here so you've got guys like john paul kaiser and uh yumi toys and you know they kind of make the the squat um kind of you know big head um toys and figures but they're kind of they just come from a really nice place of uh being quite it's just really detached from action figures that's that's what it's not like here in the uk mm-hmm. and um i think i'm quite there's i haven't when i was a kid i don't remember meeting many kids that had a real interest in all the action figures like i did you know i think action figure insider is that the one or action figure digest mm-hmm. the monthly us magazine like he had to make real effort to get that over here like he had to go to the comic shop and actually get them to order it in for you so um yeah uh ramble ramble original 
sorry oh so it, it, so yeah on that topic um the action figure magazines like yeah like you're saying back in the day in the 90s before the action figure market kind of the, the bottom dropped out every kind of indie comic and uh you know kind of crappy idea that anybody had they, they were somehow getting them made into mass-produced action figures you know, in the nineties, you'd go into a comic shop and you'd see action figures for Top Cow comic characters and these kind of, uh, you know, these um, witch women with big boobies and laser guns and you know, kind of Rob Liefeld esque kind of broken back kind of styles of drawing. But every, everything had an action figure, and then everyone went started producing themselves, which was really cool. And I, I was really kind of happy to be about when that. that that started becoming a thing but um, I think with Instagram it's it's and, and with a lot of things in in pop culture it just the mainstream and niche get kind of mel- melted into one and recycled so rapidly mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's kind of hard to pick out anything original I think that's the sorry it's a really roundabout way of saying it but I think that's kind of how it's happened I think Instagram's done it really for me I, I can't blame people I mean you know when I started making resin toys it didn't take an awful lot of effort to be impressive because not many people were doing it and uh, you know especially here in the UK um, not many people really love action figures apart from G.I. Joe and you know, transformers. So, you know, what I was doing here was, was kind of like quite original and got quite a lot of interest, but as the years have gone on and you've got guys who are like in their twenties and they weren't around for masters of the universe and, and all these things that we kind of grew up with and, you know, kind of take for granted. Um, it's kind of got a, a slightly more postmodernist uh, interest to them. And it seems fresher and more exciting, even though it's stuff that other people were releasing three years ago because you know people kind of have disposable income and they get a quick interest in something and then move on sorry i feel like i'm rambling does that make any sense yeah yeah no i I think it does um i just always think of yeah i mean i probably get you know 20 emails a year with a variation of a resin boba fett figure um yeah it just seems you know but for for all of those, you know, there there are a lot of just original uh, uh, creations in resin, and a lot of things that I say, oh, you know, I had I, I didn't think of that. Um, I never thought that you know of something uh, like that, and I mean it it, it just works. Um, so you know, I, I think I think a lot of your stuff. Um, especially some of some of your new things are are just extremely interesting um oh thank you so i you know i, I sort of like the I, I like to see um like artists progress and i i think that you've like really hit your you know you found your niche and found like you know the um you know just what you're great at producing oh thank so. you very much and I'm also interested in. Um, so I guess you're you're going to Japan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, I go ahead. Sorry. I think a, a lot of people don't know that you're also in uh, involved in wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't really kind of. I, I think the thing is, I uh, 
I don't know. I just never thought it was. I mean, it, it comes up sometimes, but I never really thought it was that relevant to toys. And mm-hmm. I'm not one of these. You know, I'm I'm, I'm in my late thirties, so I'm not I'm not of the generation that's kind of probably should be better at advertising myself and selling my personality to make people <laughs> want to buy my stuff more. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, 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 it's handy. I mean, it's it's definitely a good thing to do. But just just for me, I you know. I just think I'm a I'm a middle aged guy with with an oversized head, and uh, just hit look at my toys instead, you know. But um, yeah, I started uh, started pro wrestling. Uh, had my debut, I think, about a decade ago in Japan. Um, I trained there for a year and uh, got my debut. Came back to England. I wrestled for several more years, and um, I just got deeper and deeper in debt. You know, the, the paydays weren't weren't good at all back then and um you know it's putting a strain on my day job my relationship and all that and I, I, but I could be home making toys and and get to spend time with my girlfriend and not miss any work so that that was really the decision to transition from wrestling to just toys um although for a while I was selling little minifigures of myself at, at shows um and then um yeah last year my uh my studio, basically I got some lodgers in to help, to help cover the cost of the place I was living where my studio was at. And, uh, they, they made a real mess of it. So just, just for money's sake, I was thinking, you know, I was kind of stuck on where to move to. And I got paid to do uh, like an anniversary tour of Japan, um, with my old wrestling company. And I, I took some toys over for them to sell to offset the cost of my flight, but they let me keep that money. But, um, I got a lot of interest from several wrestling companies in my toys while I was there. Um, so the two things actually marry in really nicely. And it's, it's a great kind of timing for me because I'm not very good at the hype and I'm, I'm not very good at getting people excited about me personally and want to buy my toys as a result. You know what I mean? I'm just not, I'm not a sell myself type that way. Um, so if I can get out of the, the the resin scene where if you're kind of like a bit of a, like if you're like a rapper or something, I, I think people will get more excited about your stuff than if you're like a, you know, a middle-aged guy in a brown jumper, which is, which is <laughs> what I am. You know, it's what I am. I'm an old geek, you know. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't do cool stuff. I don't go doing parkour or skateboarding. And um, that's that. So it'll be nice to be able to sell toys and look at getting some mass production done and not have to worry about it being a case of how hip I am on whether whether or not they sell and I'll get to go back to wrestling, which I love doing and I really missed. So yeah, that'll be within the next few months I move back. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably about the same age as you, uh, maybe a little older, like early 40s. Okay. And uh, I mean, you know, back in the day, um, when I was in the high school and college, like we, we were, it, it was definitely not at the level that you're at, but we did, you know, like the backyard wrestling and all of that kind of stuff. And sort oh, of the, okay. the area that I grew up, in um which was in uh pennsylvania was extreme it was an extremely uh, wrestling <laughs> intense area um yeah. we had like the the wild samoans had like their wrestling center there um oh, cool. 
like th- I know that there was a, there were a lot of like WWF tapings like way back in the day. And mm-hmm. um, like the, the rock actually like went to my high school, graduated like six, five or six years ahead of me. So it was like, it was oh, yeah. extremely like wrestling. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, if there was any like, like geeky wrestling area in, in the U S it was really, uh, you know, th- this little town in like Eastern Pennsylvania. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely, um, I understand like all, all of that stuff and, um, uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, uh, hopefully you, you post some stuff about your, your time over there in Japan. I mean, that should be, that should be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really, you know, quite excited because, you know, I, I think I've labored the point a bit much, but I'm, I'm really not very good at self-promotion. I I'm kind of had a, I was having a conversation with my friend, uh, Jimmy, Rob, Jimmy Rommel, um, formerly Iron House, and uh, I think his artist name is Bad Luck Jimmy now on Instagram. But you know, I was saying to him, I just over the years, just you know, my sales have, have kind of ebbed little by little. So seven years ago, it was off to a really strong start, and you know, I've, I've spoken to some other toy maker friends, and they've experienced the same thing. Um, since Instagram uh, kind of you know, it became a popular place to post resin toys. Uh, everyone's sales have gone down year on year or everyone I talk to anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to, uh, yeah, to be able to, to be able to kind of be in a position to do toys because I am planning on just moving there for good this time. Um, I've got no reason to really kind of come back, um, like really good opportunities there. I mean, I'm, I'm terrible at kind of pitching and, and that kind of thing. I've, I've tried it a few times with companies and they've just been like, what are you talking about? But, um, I've, I've got real kind of, uh, you know, avenues and, and people that want to invest in in actually getting some some stuff mass produced the company i wrestle for triple six is is affiliated with uh, punk trunkers who i believe produce their own vinyl as well so if it's not made in like hong kong or, or, or elsewhere in japan i might actually be able to get it done via the wrestling company okay so um yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it doesn't look like I'm going to have to kind of kill myself to make it happen and like it's kind of fated, uh, which is cool. But also on, on the subject of backyard wrestling, yeah, I, I used to backyard with my friends all the time. I kind of grew up on, well, ECW was my my first kind of uh, love of, of wrestling. Yeah, um, so. I actually went to several ECW matches because, uh, you know, they were sort of based out of Philly, which was, I mean, probably... 50, 60 minutes away from where I grew up. So oh, okay. we saw some crazy things. I remember being at a, an ECW match and it was right at the end. Some, some guy in the crowd tried to grab like, um, one of the police officers guns off of him. Oh my God. It, it ended up not being pretty. I mean, it was, it was nuts. No. My, you know, we brought like one of my friends brought an old Nintendo to, you know, a, an NES to toss into the ring. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. So <laughs> uh, that's a hefty block as well, isn't it? And there's, I wouldn't like to be hit by one of them. Yeah. 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 You know? <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, for me, go on, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah. So I think that's one reason, you know, in terms of kind of like personal branding or whatever. So I was talking to Jimmy and he was saying, maybe you want to look at rebranding big man toys. And I just haven't got the energy. I'm really like naturally like wrestling's fine. Cause when you're in a wrestling ring, it's, it's kind of your job to, to act 
extrovert and, and be a character but in in terms of myself I'm, I'm kind of a natural introvert i don't really see any reason why people should be interested in 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 me or what i'm doing that, that's why i just prefer putting generally pictures of my work up mm-hmm. um but yeah and also i'm not kind of i don't know i, I don't think my tastes have developed since since i was 20 i mean i, I was obsessed with ecw <laughs> And then the Japanese promotion FMW and that, that kind of sparked my interest in, in going to Japan wrestling and everything I like. I, I'm not sure if there's anything from the past couple of decades that I'm that, that kind of particularly interested in. Um, so going back to a company that's kind of affiliated with FMW still, like some of the wrestlers from this company used to be in FMW and and making toys the way I, I wanted to when I was 20 years old and that kind of thing. That's that's kind of coming full circle, really. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. And it kind of fits. Yeah. I don't have to force myself to kind of go, Hey everyone, look at me. Cause I'll, I'll be wrestling anyway. You know? Mm-hmm. So what, what does yeah. the, the future, you know, toy wise hold? Um, I, I'm guessing being in Japan, you know, the, the avenues sort of open up as far as like Safubi and those sort of, you know, just vinyl creating in vinyl. Um, yeah. I think that's sort of the, the difficult thing, you know, being in the UK, being in the US, like all that stuff is, you know, basically all the all the productions in Asia for, for all of these toys, you know, for mass produced toys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I never kind of had any aspirations of it you know, going going anywhere. Like I, I quit my day job a couple of years ago because I'd already had enough of it and I had a few grand saved up so I thought I can kind of take a risk I'll, I'll do a few toy commissions and just you know give myself some headspace and uh, I kind of learned enough tricks and had enough gumption to survive off resin for a couple of years and I think that's the one the one thing we've all got in common you know kind of artists of all of all disciplines who kind of work in resin or self-production is it's just knowing how to squeeze the pips on what you're doing and kind of keep it going and force yourself to produce too many of stuff that you're sick of making because that's the stuff that sells well and that kind of thing but um yeah I've, I've, I've definitely had enough of resin production like if, if i never if i never cast anything again i'll be perfectly happy with that if i can send it off to someone else get mass produced um so yeah sorry the question is about about the future um pagan i I definitely want to keep going because that's that's the kind of the 5.5 you know barbarian line i always wanted to do and Mm -hmm. um it's selling it's selling well enough for the amount of effort i've put in really i can't complain um and enough people will get it despite it being quite niche and competing against you know super seven and all the other people making uh you know masters of the universe style stuff so if if it's not good leg toys producing then i I might look at maybe getting the vinyl bark mass produced somewhere and um just having you know runs of of different figures with like resin heads or you know maybe metal accessories kind of made um but i I think if if i if i want to kind of be serious about doing toys and toys that sell well with the interests i've got it's definitely going to be based on on wrestling somehow it's just there's no it just doesn't make sense any other way really for me mm-hmm. and i'll always be doing digital sculpting commissions too okay. which is pretty cool i mean because i i don't you know the, the 
unease like i don't know anyone who's making toys who can compete with any normal day job in terms of their their earnings so if i can sculpt stuff and send it to people in an email and then see it somehow get produced in resin or vinyl that's that's kind of you know keeping my my toy dna out there to quite a quite a happy level really for me mm-hmm. yeah um, I'm trying to think of, of what else. Um, you know, we talked about the the uh, the pagan line, right? Um, yeah. Is there anything that you'd sort of like to touch on? Um. Yeah. Um. So what we're talking about. So the the, the kind of the state of, of resin toys. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably gonna. Because when I think like how long ago was it? About six years. I did an interview with um, uh, a website called Art Whore, um, who, who got a lot of interviews with toy makers, and you know he's asking where I think it's all going to go. And I didn't really kind of see the whole resin toy thing lasting. I, I thought as soon as people figure out that making a mold isn't that hard to do, and anyone can glue something to something and cast it in clear resin. I actually think that's going to be the, that that's where the interest is going to die. So that's, mm-hmm. that's where it is different to what I expected. Cause I, I thought that kind of like once people had learned the magic trick themselves, it wouldn't be magic anymore and kind of no one would be interested. Whereas actually it's, it's kind of gone the opposite way. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of like music, you know, for every, five crappy bands you get one good one so even though it's it's a very saturated market now and doing it for a living is a lot less realistic than it used to be self-producing um you know you you are getting a lot more i mean you've got artists like uh better day toys and um adventures who are kind of you know making stuff that just i mean when, when i started it was gold dober and his micronauts resin castings and god beast those are the two things i looked at mm-hmm. and thought wow you can actually do that yourself in your house and you don't have to kind of pay a company um and that's kind of what inspired me to start casting but yeah i mean you know the the, the levels are extremely high of, of skill i think much more talented artists are kind of coming in along with the people that aren't so kind of naturally uh you know gifted um so it's it's cool i mean i think it's it's you know for for a while it was me and not many guys and we had our little cool little clicky club and it was really easy to do well out of it because there weren't many of us and there wasn't much of a scene anyway um and inevitably you know our our effects individually is diluted with the more people that are in it we can't really complain about that because that's actually the scene growing which is kind of cool um obviously you are seeing a lot more kind of you know just 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 kind of boring rip-offs of rip-offs of rip-offs because uh, that just happens of everything you know with mm-hmm. music or you know films like that that film manborg's been like ripped off five times already isn't niche and weird as it was so uh yeah just the way it is but it's just it's it's kind of seems perfect timing you know i I survived off resin for some years i really enjoyed making what i made you know i've got tons of toys out there i think i released something like 80 different toys in total um 
over the time I was doing it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just going to be a hobby and it happened to be a hobby that I was able to make a living off for a while. So going back into wrestling and, and tying some kind of toy stuff into that's, you know, perfect at this stage. Um, can't really, you know, that's, that's quite, that's quite a first world problem to complain about is, uh, you know, people aren't buying as many of my toys anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the, uh, the comparison, to music is is pretty good because i mean when you when you think about it every every computer you know basically has some sort of uh music creating capability you know if you have like a mac or if you have an ipad like you have GarageBand, so everyone can create music um not everything is good um but you know that ability is out there um you know, back in the nineties, I mean, before, before resin really took off, it was, you know, you had artists, um, but they, they weren't really able to, to create what they wanted to and to sell it. Um, you know, that a lot of times they'd have to work through a, another company, um, those sorts of things. And now I think you, you just see a number of, of artists, uh, taking the reins and, and being able to produce things that they want to, um, you know, at, at their will, which I think is, is good. Um, but then at the same time, you have a lot of people who aren't artists, um, (laughs) who are just trying to, you know, you know, latch on to the, the latest, uh, craze. And, um, it's the, you know, that's where you get the saturation of the market and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I don't like to be snobby because I'm, I'm not the best sculptor in the world. You know, if, if I, I, you know, I've been doing it for seven years and um, I've had one, actually I have had one offer from a company um, since go and work for them, but it's just kind of come at the wrong time. Um, and I'm, I'm not really sure how realistic it would be to work for them, you know, doing, doing sculpting kind of thing thing um but yeah i'm I'm not like michelangelo so i I can't i can't be too snobby but it is uh you know it is yeah i mean there there are people obviously just kind of jumping in and the 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 worst thing is as well as like you know you don't want to be the negative guy and be the one who's like oh they're kind of jumping on my thing and it was really good before you came along because you'll just look bitter because you're not doing very well yeah um that kind of thing but yeah i mean there, there is there is like loads of that. I mean, I, I can't remember what it, what it was. Actually, I probably wouldn't even talk about that because they'll they'll hear. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was trying to think of a roundabout way of talking about something I saw, but no, I'd, I'd have to be specific about the artist, and that's that's not very nice to do. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, you know, you see, like it's just it's it's just it's a really cool thing at the moment, the the art toy thing, all, all very hip. Um, and yeah, for guys like me, I, I'm not a, I'm not a hip guy, you know. Um, it's uh, it's kind of I guess it's kind of like when you have you ever listened to like Robert Crumb interviews? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. So Robert Crumb passed up like tons of opportunities just because he was so bitter about the uh, how hip indie comics had became in a, in a okay. really similar way. Um, so, you know, he, he was kind of suffering as a, as a legit nerd and not getting women his whole life and that kind of thing. And then uh, he was doing well and the Rolling Stones asked him to do an album cover and he was like, nah, cause they're too like, 
they're, they're not my kind of people. Like, you know, they, they're not into comics. I'm a comics guy. They're just rock stars and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in a little way, I kind of, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm a bit too die in the wall old fashioned that way. I mean, there are a few artists who have been around making resin toys since before, like, like my space days, I, I was seeing them and, and they're still going and people aren't interested in them just because they're just, they don't have that flavor of, of kind of youthful excitement and freshness, you know? Um, I think maybe that's one reason I just end up making a lot of toys of, of, you know, horror films I like and that kind of thing. Cause that way it's like, look, do you like the film? Do you like the sculpt? If it's a yes to both, here it is, but I ain't going to talk about myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah i think it's it's kind of a lot of that maybe like an age thing <laughs> i don't know i mean suck lord does all right and he's i think he's older than me so yeah i think so yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't 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 be too uh can't put too much of it on age yeah yeah but i think you know when you when you're creating um you know doing those those like resin lines like you really have to I mean, it's hard to, to do that and to to focus on some sort of, you know, how, how is this going, going to sell rather than like, hey, this is what I like. You know, this is like what's inspiring me. Um, I think that that plays a, a much more important role um, in just, you know, creating stuff and enjoying what you're doing, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's just one of those things of like, if, if you've got that old fashioned, unfortunate mindset of kind of uh, seeing doing certain things as selling out versus just giving yourself a chance. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. like, with something like music, you, you can't really, you can't really do that. But um, yes, yeah, so like when I was in my teens, I was a, a morbidly obese goth. So okay. I dyed my hair black, not very well. Um, I was constantly sweating profusely. I always wore heavy metal shirts and like no one did back then. That, that wasn't, there, there were no other people around like that. And uh, I thought, well, I can't cut my hair short and like lose weight because then I'll be like selling out. You know, I had that kind of attitude because um, mm-hmm. I thought this is this is me. This is this is how I feel. And I thought, just give yourself a fucking. Sorry, do you mind if I swear? Oh yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, just give yourself a break. Get, get an exercise bike, lose the fat, and cut your hair short, and just make life a bit easier. You know, because it doesn't really matter. There's no one giving you a pat on the back for, you know, suffering for absolutely no reason at all. Um, so I, I, yeah, I do struggle with that a lot when I'm making things, um, thinking about, you know, if I find myself thinking too long, well, with this, will this sell or who's the market and that kind of stuff. I'm like, there's an old, that's an old piece of me. That's just like, you know, oh, don't be a sellout, man. You need to be truly art and that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, who notices at the end of the day, who knows the difference? No one. <laughs> That's why you can be a complete charlatan and make a living, you know. True. It's just what it is. Yeah. Sorry, does that make any sense? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, but no, I'm, I'm very excited for Japan. That's going to be cool because, you know, I've been thinking what, what kind of toys would I make if I were on a desert island or, or mm-hmm. there was, you know, the world ended and it was just me. And the kind of things that first pop into my head are stuff like um just accessory kits for like 
Keshi wrestling figures and just 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 weird stuff. I have like you know images of uh, this like uh, Megazord machine with like a wrestling ring built into its chest with like you know wrestlers inside and all that um and i'll be in a perfect place if it's ever going to happen you know it'll happen there so yeah i think i've done my years being like a a, a kind of a anguished artist i'm just gonna make stuff that probably do okay and i really want to make anyway yeah and i think i mean i would definitely you know personally be interested in in those sorts of lines um i mean i i grew up with you know the muscle figures and uh you know those sorts of things my my kid i have two kids and uh my my seven-year-old is like super into wrestling figures i mean he probably has over a hundred of them and has like a wrestling ring and is always like you know that's like the go-to play toy for him um so and then then I also have some, I have, you know, the, the old, was it like LJN, the old, uh, like really heavy rubber, uh, wrestling yeah. figures. You, do you remember those? Like you could yeah, yeah. wait along someone everything. with those. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they'd really they weigh, if you threw them at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have like yeah. old, like George, the animal steel one. Yeah. Uh, so they're always trying to get at those too. Um, I really like those though because they're quite reminiscent of. Um, there's a there's a Japanese company that went defunct in the mid noughties called Carapro, uh, um, and that they made all the wrestling figures for every company for for many years, um, huh? which is cool because the sculpts were all completely unique. Uh, they were just four blocks of PVC, legs, torso, and arms, and um, they were all kind of in the same scale and, and really faithful. And then they kind of reminded me quite a lot of the old ljn and galoob uh you know solid solid figures um yes they're pretty cool it'd be nice to be able to see maybe about bringing something like that back too while i'm over there yeah yeah i think i mean yeah just uh, somehow i've gotten on to um like a facebook group with a bunch of people who are into that and i mean just the number of people who talk about those old ljn figures is Mm. sort of mind-boggling i'm not sure how i got into this group but i'm in there and you know I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll look at your old toys from the 80s. I mean, that interests me, Yeah. So... I think what I really like about those is is uh, that they survive. You know what I mean? Because like I, I really, I had to sell off my Micronauts collection last year and um, loads of other stuff. And I've just noticed just how much debris you get from a lot of toy lines and, you know, decades later there's this like nothing left of them like no feet no hands all the chromes taken off the head mm. um but yeah those glue figures i mean they'll be around till the end of time you know yeah which is pretty yeah, cool definitely. i mean the, yeah, it's nice to see them <laughs> yeah they're complete and they didn't come with anything so there's nothing to lose mm-hmm. you know I like that. I guess that's one reason vinyl's doing so well. You know, when, when I started getting into the art toy thing, I, I just didn't understand why anyone cared what stuff was made of, especially if it's painted. I mean, yes. Once it's on your shelf, if it's hollow, if it's made of whatever, I, I just didn't really... I did, if it's not an action figure, what, what does it matter? You know, but um, I really do like the fact that with vinyl, that stuff, 
you know, you don't have to worry about your cat knocking it off the shelf or whatever and or it turning up with like an arm broken off and you don't want to email the artist and offend them by telling them so you just glue it back on and that kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, vinyl would be cool. It would be nice if I could do it was with someone who's kind of ecologically minded. Um that's that's a slight concern, but yeah, I'll cross that bridge if I ever get to come to it really. Yeah, I think I I, I remember one maybe one line uh, I think it was Bob Kanji uh, I'm not sure if you you know him he's uh, placebo oh and yeah yeah I think that he did a, a line and I think it was supposed to be like an you know an eco-friendly line that was produced in um, in the US and this was probably okay. know, seven years ago or so um but I'm sure that that sort of like pushes up prices and, oh, uh, you know, do we really want to pay more for, you know, for saving the planet? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Uh, and so when it's a tough one, because they were expensive enough. Yeah. You know, but like all, all, the, all the vinyl toys I've got were gifts or something. I, I just happened to get a steal of, you know, of a friend or something. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the market's really interesting now. Like, you know, Hong Kong is... I was talking to someone who, who works in industry recently and just Hong Kong is like the lifeblood of vinyl toy companies at the moment in terms of, of buying power and China, you know, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I, I can tell you lots of pop culture things from America and Japan, but apart from Jackie Chan and Kung Fu flicks, I, I don't know anything from China. So I'm kind of interested where they're, again, I guess it's the same as well, in England. We've got some stuff, you know, we've got some leftover kind of pop culture from the 70s or whatever but um yeah i'm quite interested as to the psychology of of people from a country that you know i don't know how popular is is gundam or or uh i don't know wrestling in 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 china i've got got no idea but yeah apparently that's a really massive uh market for it it's kind of keeping a lot of companies afloat it's kind of interesting to me because I always just, I always just think of America as where the collectors are. You know, all my customers are over there, um, so it's uh, yeah, it's interesting. But I'll get into that when I need to. Really, right for now, I've got a handful of customers who are just giving me commissions and a few collaborations, and that that will be enough to tie me over till I get on my plane. Really. Okay. So when yeah. when are you uh, when are you taking the leap to move over there? Um, my visa's in process now, um, so I go over as soon as well. As soon as that's done, I've got a, I've got a day job because you need that for a visa. There, I tried doing a self-sponsored route, and I even got a wrestling cafe to uh, give me a job and go to the embassy and try to get me sponsored. But um, if unless it's basically unless you're an English teacher or like a, a nuclear scientist, your chance of getting any other type of visas, you know, very slim. So uh, I've got a job for the first year at the very least, um, which I'll have to do alongside other things. But yeah, it could be a month or two. Um, but so I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll resurface then. I mean, most of my social media will be mostly wrestling at that point, and uh, I'll always be doing toys alongside it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool because, you know, the company I'll be working for and worked for before, they're, they're merchandise heavy. You know, they're, they're kind of, it's not a standard wrestling company. They're quite um, 
kind of comedy and gimmick heavy okay. uh, lot, lots of props and like weird events and you know that kind of thing uh, we had one night where it was like an overnight show that I had to work at when I was in Japan you know like a decade ago and it was uh, a whole night of, of just different companies like one of the companies was uh, transgender um, wrestlers which I had no idea existed and they were like actually mm-hmm. pretty good I just thought there'd be, you know, normal transgender women who uh, were going to be there for novelty value. But they're at the yeah, they were pretty good wrestlers. So, yeah, just just stuff like that. Just um, lots of interesting stuff. And they sell tons of T-shirts and key rings and that kind of thing. So, yeah, toys alongside that will be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Well, yeah. I, I look I have, forward. Well, sorry, before I let you go, just oh, yeah. go on before you let me go. Um, what were you? Because because for me, I, th- I think the best artist I've seen in person was uh, Remier. Are, are you familiar with her at all? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so I, I kind of I was getting you know I go to ToyCon here every year and uh, okay. everything everything I see that's good is always the same people, you know. And I see mm-hmm. people are kind of, you know, well, that guy's pretty good, but I don't think he's going to be here next year just because, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, Remier, um, it's it's the only reason I can really see why someone would still want to hand produce was making the stuff she was making. She was making these like, they look like Jim Henson models, you know, like poseable uh, third bodies with um, just these beautifully sculpted faces and hands and like she's got this way of painting that's kind of become a, a trademark now her career is based on her painting more than anything else like other people get her to do a kind of uh thailand inspired paint jobs on on stuff which which uh-huh. which are really amazing um so yeah i mean that's that's a side of kind of the vinyl she's getting into the vinyl thing now but that that's the future in a nutshell what i see really happening is there'll be loads of resin 20% of it will be really cool and 80% will be like not very interesting. Um, Super 7 are kind of washing out the the 5.5s like me. Like I, I, there's, it, I can't make money off it anymore. It's, it's purely a passion project. Okay. And then you've just got these like exceptional artists like that. Have, have you had, I mean, have you got any interest in like the, um, the, the WWE Motu figures and that kind of stuff? Have you seen that? I don't think so. I don't think I've yeah. seen those. Yeah. Well, it's all right. I mean, I don't really follow modern WWE much, um, uh-huh. but it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, just the classic mode two uh, kind of characters and, and parts. And they're, they're just kind of doing them recolored with different heads and making them into mode characters, which is cool. You know, I mean, it kind of, it, it, it's killing guys like me in, in terms of being able to make a living off of it or, or sell uh-huh. a ton of stuff. But you know, if someone had asked me five years to go to fly over to America and work for Super 7 and do that, I would have done it. So I can't be too much of a hypocrite, you know? Yeah. 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 But I think, you know, there, there are, I mean, with Super 7 and Funko, like, I mean, they've just, just licensing and uh, just production. It's it's pretty crazy. The, the number of things that they put out in a year. Um and I mean, I don't know. Um, I think a, a lot of their their stuff. I think that Funko also does. Don't they do a line that's very similar to like the Masters of the Universe, uh, like figure bodies? I'm not sure if that was. I, I thought that was Funko, and I think that uh, Super Seven might also. Um, 
But a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Savage something. I forgot what it's called now. Yeah. Savage World or something. Yes, I think um, so. I think they do a Thunder. I remember seeing a Thundercats line. Um, you know, based on those those sorts of bodies. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, is this, uh, you know, because I just saw the image. I said, oh, is this like, you know, a, like a, an artist doing this? And well, it's like a the big company uh, sort of <laughs> being inspired by, you know, small artists like you and, you know, all of these other resin uh, resin artists that have been doing this for years. Now, all of a sudden, uh, this big company has sort of picked up on on the popularity of it and uh, created their own line based on it. So, yeah. I mean, we, we most of you know me and a lot of my friends had a good old gripe when that happened. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it de- definitely doesn't help us at all. But you know, if I'd had the, the opportunity, if someone said to me, "Mass produce this stuff," here you go. You know, I would have done it. I mean, the, the, the thing is, I think um, people vote with their with their money at the end of the day. You know, and. Um, if if you can buy that for twenty, you know, ten dollars or something at Target, um, you know, obviously I, I I couldn't compete. I mean, I've got my my little niche and my loyal customers, luckily. But if that's any way that's ever going to exist and be affordable to some people, I guess that's you know that's the way it has to be. Um, I mean, you, you can't. No one can really do right. Even like Boss Fight Studios, who couldn't be a more earnest group of artists making something that their hearts in. Even they get like plenty of stick from collectors, you know, on social media. And it's like, well, look, if if you can't be behind Boss Fight, who who, who can you be behind? You know what I mean? Um, like I had, I had the, the pleasure of meeting uh, Dave Brockter at a uh, GI Joe convention here in, in the UK. You know, talked to him for like three minutes because I'm, I'm I'm pretty shy. I'm not good at talking to new people. And he, the first thing he gave me was like a wax uh, pull of the um, Spartan toy. So like just just a wax kind of copy that he'd been working on um, yeah. to keep. You know. Um, nice. just, 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 yeah, just, yeah, just so someone out there's kind of inspired to kind of look at their stuff and maybe get into making toys. And it was actually inspiring. I kind of, you know, sat there watching him like working in wax for a while and I went and bought my first block of wax and, you know, started working in that stuff too. That's what my maniac cop sculpted out of, um, okay. just to see if I could get any good at it, you know? So yeah, you know, there's always, there's always like an, a, an honest beating heart of people who love you know, really love action figures for the sake of like loving action figures. You know, you know, you've got, to, it, it, it's in my perception, you've got two types. You've got people that really don't have a hobby and then they go, Oh, toys are kind of kooky and I'm pretty good at art. So I'll do it. And, and they, they will do well because they're the kind of people that know how to work the crowd. And then you've got guys like me who, you know, always has a struggle keeping his tummy away from the outside of his belt. And, you know, uh, I spent far too much time watching videos as a kid and, um, you know, I, I love action figures like honestly, like still, if I kind of see uh, like a, a robo skull from action force or something, at a, a toy show, I just still get that kind of, uh, you know, I, like, it, it, it's, oh, it's like, oh, like eating a nice piece of cake or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you got you got people like Boss Fighter keeping the faith for the the action figure hardcore. Yeah. Well, speaking of your uh, 
your mania cup um sculpt i remember seeing that and posting about it i was like oh maybe i need to watch this movie so you sort of inspired me to watch like the first two mania cops i think i'm not sure are there three i'm not sure yeah the third the third one's (laughs) wedding okay yeah he gets married in the third one okay yeah so i watched the i watched the first two and i'm like well this isn't i mean it's sort of up my alley like you know cheesy 80s films you know yeah so uh, i was was sort of on a a run there you know my plex library of just let's let's watch some some cheesy 80s stuff you know or or cheesy like Uh. 80s horror films so that that was actually uh, I think it was a good recommendation uh, based on based oh. on your, your creation. <laughs> Thanks. So I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. When it had Bruce Campbell and uh, that you know nice looking blonde lady, I, I thought it was you know could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. Apparently they broke loads of rules making the first one. That that bit where the truck flies in the wall, or they they had no clearance for that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the stuntman had to jump clear and like swim back, and they, they all just kind of ran for it. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> kind of interesting. Well, do you want to uh, maybe uh, give your you know uh, Twitter handle, Instagram, all that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, cool. you have Twitter. I'll, I'll, I do. I do have Twitter. I need to. I. I, I just. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Instagram's my main thing. So, uh, Big Man Toys, one word. Um, I've got a website, bigmantoys.co.uk, which is kind of, it links everything else I do. So, it's got links to both my shops and my other kind of brand, Pagan, and my blog and uh, all that stuff. And I just, it's just like a GeoCity style scrapbook website, really. But yeah, yeah. bigmantoys.co.uk. I'll, I'll keep that going when I'm in Japan too. Um, yeah, and that's. Uh, I've that's watched some of your uh, some of your live Instagram streams. I'm not sure if you do that anymore, but you know, I remember a couple of months ago I watched one of your uh, your live streams where you're sort of showing off some of your you know the sculpts that you create and that kind of stuff. I thought that was really interesting. Oh, cool! Thank you. Yeah, I, I forget there's people like me that are really interested. You know, because um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I just don't believe people are reading blogs and stuff anymore. Because you'll get someone release a toy, and it's like someone literally released that toy last year. Like, why, why are you copying them? And they, they just don't know. They just people aren't researching. Oh, I don't know. I mean, not everyone's got that unfortunate kind of. Uh, thing that i've got of you know if I, if I see a film with like a couple of actors i'll like i'll go and see all the other films with the actors i like and that's just kind of a you know old-fashioned unfortunate geekiness i suppose um mm-hmm. but yeah no it's cool i mean yeah i actually do get some nice feedback from doing those streams i guess i guess i should do them again sometime <laughs> yeah I'm just mostly working in the shed and outdoors at the moment because that's that's the best place for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, I do this uh, when I I do these um, podcast chats. I'm out in my garage, but it's like in the low 90s here, and uh, the garage just isn't very nice right now. So I'm like actually in the house, quarantined to a room in the house, away from my kids and dogs and stuff. So yeah. Do you have a big collection yourself? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. 
pretty much like a an, an entire room full of you know um, like IKEA uh, glass cases full of oh you know, yeah just um, yeah, I, I mean it's it's all over the the map it's, uh, sort of a lot of a lot of uh, you know like the films that I like uh, I have a fairly like big like a clockwork orange collection um just you know it's it's oh, basically cool. like a lot of the the films from when i was a kid um or growing up that that i really enjoyed um so I, when you when you talk about that you know it, it definitely hits home um yeah i don't think i've yeah i haven't grown up I think that's just a, a you know, middle-aged man thing. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I, I literally, I, I wish I could develop more tastes. I, I, I get interested in the stuff that middle-aged men get interested in, like certain writers or, you know, psychology podcasts or whatever. When it comes to stuff that actually just tickles my soul and makes me feel good, it, it's all from when I was a kid. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um pretty much all up, up until the age of 20 maybe just something to do with the chemicals in your brain and the way they react to stuff i suppose but uh yeah <laughs> yeah no all, all i had left in my old place after i sold off my collection was my puppet master uh cabinet okay that's that's the one thing i mean that toy line honestly i I think it's so underrated. Like it, it just it just harkens back to to what for me was like the golden era of action figures, where you could get a movie that's not a blockbuster and not everyone's heard of it, but just because of the way the economy was back then, you can have like wave after wave of variants, really really well made, like beautifully sculpted fabric clothing, incredible paint apps, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it's based on like a, a film that really freaked me out as a kid. Yes. I never thought there'd be toys of it, you know? <laughs> I mean, the, the idea of adult collectibles to me as a kid were, was, was, you know, bananas. And that there I, there I am like, you know, 30 years later with a cabinet full of uh, these beautiful puppet master action figures. Um, I think that's, that's what a lot of, I was going to say, I think that's what a lot of like the toy lines are though. I mean, like a lot of, you know, I, I see a lot of toy lines based on like R rated movies, like, you know, Clockwork Orange, Die Hard, Puppet Master, mm -hmm. a lot of these things, they're, they're not targeting them to kids. It's us, the people with some, you know, maybe a little bit of disposable income that we can waste on, you know, toys uh, to put on our shelves to make us, uh, to sort of remind us of when we were kids. So I, I always find that sort of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, I guess it's just, it's a, for me, I, I, you know, if I've got the option of buying a toy of a film I saw, or, you know, a poster, I'll always get the toys. It's just like this little physical manifestation of uh, the thing I like. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and speaking of Clockwork Orange, I, my friend took me on a tour of uh, the, the spots where they filmed a lot of that film in Leeds. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we walked around. You know the bit where he's, he, he kicks his friend into the water? Yes. And then uh, cuts his hand. Yeah, we, we, we took loads of photos around that, that little uh, spot. And that's at Leeds University. That was nice. cool. Hopefully yeah. you didn't get tossed into the water. No, it's a lot safer there these days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it was, cool. it was good, good talking with you. And I, Yeah, same I here. Forward. I didn't go on, sorry. 
Oh, I, I look forward to to hearing you know hearing from you when you uh, sort of come back uh, from this travels and you know show show back up in Japan. Thanks. Well, yeah, I mean, it'll be. Um, I, th- I think it'll be a, a fairly quiet year on a toy front because I, I will have a day job and wrestling, and I can't see myself kind of doing a lot. A lot outside of that but after the first year you know um i, I should have a bit more breathing room maybe the, the possibility of self-sponsorship mm. so i might even be able to go back into full-time toy making um to, depending i mean i might just fall in love with my day job and decide it's it's more fulfilling than toy making you know but um yeah I'll, no I'll, I'll be you know i'll, I'll be visible as, as soon as i get there because i'll be quite excited to kind of share what's going on at least so uh yeah you know and I'll, I'll definitely keep in touch i mean it's uh you know always always nice to and um i like my toys so always nice to talk about those yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well i guess um yeah i'll work on editing this that's always the the most difficult part of of doing this is you know sort of editing uh like ridiculous things i say out of out of it um so i'm i'm hoping to to post it up uh next week or maybe like not this coming monday but the next monday Um, cool and i'll shoot you an email with with a link to it so lovely oh well, I really appreciate you, you know, considering me for it. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do think, it, you know, it's it's quite, it definitely, I think there's definitely an age thing. Like, I, I meet guys who are like, there's there's a gallery in Brighton, and uh, the guys that run it are really nice, and they, they've got like a, a floor where they exhibit art toys. And I've gone in there, and, you know, I've got, they've got a few of my pieces in there, um, and I try to have conversations with them, and we just can't connect on any particular topic. Um, we try really hard, but it's like we're speaking different languages. And I, I think there's just there's certain elements of the history and craft of toy making that guys our age just have a different interest in, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you kind of understanding what I'm talking about in my blog and, you know, wanting, wanting to elaborate. Well, there you go. As I said, Lee Burbridge of Big Man Toys is a very unique and interesting story. Not many people out there can say that they're both resident toy artists, uh, creators, as well as being professional wrestlers. If you want to check out his musings, uh, Go to his website. Uh, this is his blog, actually. It's bigmantoys.blogspot.com. If you're interested in picking up any of his handmade figures, uh, made in resin, you'll want to check out bigmantoys.bigcartel.com. That one also has uh, links to his eBay shop and his Shapeways store. And at Shapeways, that's where you can grab those um, 3D printed, digitally printed uh, minifigures. So um, that was episode two in the books. I wasn't sure if it was going to get this far. Um, so if you're listening, uh, I thank you for listening. And if you're not, then you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. So I really don't care. So stay tuned for episode three, which will be coming up in about two weeks. 
All right. Thanks and take care. 